to A Bitter Sweet, the Fire Entertainment Gaming Podcast, and today we're going over the very limited things that happened at this year's Gamescom, and we'll probably spin off into another discussion about a number of video game controversies that we'll get into later on. I'm always Mike. And I'm always Darren. Unfortunately, yes, it's been a bit of a quiet year for Gamescom. Yeah, now it's n- Xbox used to go quite heavy on mm. Gamescom, and that has not been the case. They had a stage show there. Yeah. Which is already a step up what a number of people did. Uh, but unfortunately, like many things in life, Nintendo came and installed the Thunder. <laughs> yeah. Very cheeky of them to announce... Well, they did it via the medium of indie games, mm. which is a, a hell of a way around for Nintendo of all oh, people yeah. to be doing things. Notoriously the strongest first party developer in the world, and, and yet here we are. Um, but yeah, they came in and announced... A, a lot of ports. Yeah, a lot of ports. But ports that I think will really bolster the shop because it's mostly shit. Yeah. Uh, there's a few gems in there. You know, Cuphead, which is painfully hard. I, I can't yep. do it. I'm still stuck on the first world. Um, and there's a... Yeah, and like they've got their hits like Minecraft and Stardew Valley and a couple of other bits and bobs. Yeah. But now we're starting to get ones that have been hits on... Other platforms, including PC and some other consoles, which we'll come to later on. Yeah, they really led the str- the strongest yeah. uh, sort of lineup out of all of them. Uh, it's smart strategy for them because I feel they announced at the Tokyo Game Show we're probably going to get bigger hitters from them, and it gets lost in the shuffle. Same thing with E3. I think here it's low risk because they're not making any of these indie games, so they're not shooting their own load. They're just you know yeah you're right, bolstering their reputation. By adding such things as Super Hot is coming. Oh, that came out. Well, yeah, they are. announced it yesterday. So Super Hot was available yesterday. Alongside Hotline Miami, yeah, one and collection. two in a collection, yeah. which is pretty neat. Which is pretty dope. Uh, Ori and the Blind Forest. That was the big go home announcement, and that is quite significant considering that that's a Microsoft Game Studios developed mm. game mm. on the Switch. Mm. This makes me very happy because now I don't have to even think about buying an Xbox One because I don't need to buy anything for it. That's a very good point. Oh, every every good Xbox game is available on PC, so who gives a shit? They're getting weirdly close. Mm. And I don't know how I feel. I mean, they're, they're doing this, they allowed Banjo in Smash. I mean, the, it, it's next is going to be it's just Halo 1 coming to the oh, Switch. Oh, why though? <laughs> who won the Master Chief Collection? is coming, but not for <laughs> Xbox One. No, give it away. Um, anything else from the? You're more of an indie person than I am. I am, yeah. They also grabbed Spiritfarer, which seems to suggest that that's going to be a multi-platform game. Okay. We saw that at um, Xbox's E3 showcase. That oh, was the one where you're in the big boat with all the yes, animals. I remember now. Yeah, p- very pleasing art style to that game. That looks mm-hmm. looks real good. Um, the one I'm excited for is Risk of Rain Two, which is a game I played. Risk of Rain One on PC, mm-hmm. sort of side-scrolling roguelike level based shoot really fucking good really really good game and this is taking it from sort of a pixelated 2D art style which I am getting a little bit tired of mm. and transports it into full 3D environments cool. so already it's got my attention mm-hmm. this was supposed to be coming out like the full game version in 2020 yeah it must be done because it's coming out full version on Switch this year mm-hmm. in a few weeks as a matter of fact which is impressive it's very very oh, impressive boy. Anything else to jump out for you? From I'm there? just looking over the notes. There was definitely a couple that I, was, I hadn't heard of before and now I'm slightly excited for, but I just okay. have to get the names for that. There was a, a lot of games announced coming to the Switch, which is 
it's good. I'm, I'm glad that the Nintendo are getting that yeah. third-party support that they so desperately need outside of the um, the sort of the major releases. Yeah. That being said, I think that we got a release date for The Witcher on there. Yes, we did. So I'm going to double-check that as we speak as well. We did. Now, we might probably why we're paying so much attention to this indie block is because nothing came out of the Xbox One. Nope. Uh, showcase. Literally nothing. And not a lot else really came out of the big presentation night they had. Um, and whether that's just it's the scale of the show, they're not bringing A-grade material. I saw all sorts flying around the rumour mill. Yeah. Like, it was clearly written by like BuzzFeedy people who just need to crank out a thing. It was like, oh, they could have named Grand Theft Auto 6. It's like... I doubt it. You, you think? It's like, maybe a new Batman game. It's like, stop teasing me. <laughs> um, but no, instead, the German crowd retreated to a few things, but we'll get to them in a second, once Maggle has found out his dates and times. Yep, yeah, no, just a couple of things from the Nintendo video, because it wasn't really a presentation, that I forgot to mention. Um, I thought Freedom Finger looked pretty good. <laughs> Mainly because it's got, like, the voice of Bender and Nolan North in the voice cast. It's okay. an indie game, so fair play. Mm. That's like a, sort of a Gallagher slash Gradia-style side-scrolling space shooter. Right, okay. I'm all about that. Um, Torchlight 2 looks like a really good Diablo clone, so looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, Creature in the Well looked interesting, if only because it was one of the few games that wasn't a pixelated art style. That being said, I must admit... Uh, which one was it called again? Not Europa. That one looked really stupid. Um, we haven't even begun to crack oh the depths of stupid yet, Maggle. Earth Knight, I think it was mm-hmm. called. That one was a 2D pixely thingy, but it looked so good. Oh, no, it was, no, no, Eastward, sorry, not Earth Knight. Earth Knight was a different game, which I didn't like the look of. Earth Knight was the stupid dragon game. No one cares about that. Eastward is the one that I thought looked pretty good. Okay. Uh, the Taurus looked very interesting. And, of course, this winter we are getting What the Golf, which we watched six minutes of. Uh, it's that one where, like, the golf ball... Oh, wait, no, did I watch that with you? I mean, you watched that with me. Oh, it looked, it's fantastic. It's a golf game, mm. but every stage the rules changes. So, like, sometimes you'll be hitting the club with the golf ball instead, or the golf ball's now a cat, or the club's now a cop car or something like Millennials that and your I need to show you the video it okay. looks so good and the one I got interested in which they only showed a couple of seconds of it, it's called Hypercharge Unboxed it's basically Small Soldiers the game oh okay it looks really fucking good I really hate that movie you don't like Small Soldiers oh, I do not like oh it's movie. a 90s classic I don't know what you're talking about no yeah that's about it the okay. rest looks fine no <laughs> no yeah we sat down to record this podcast, and I was like, there's a few videos I haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. Let's go over them. How would you rate my anger upon seeing the first one on a scale of one to five? <laughs> on one to five? Yes. Thirteen. Okay, yeah. So we sat down, and everyone, <laughs> of course, is still under this disbelief, Maggot. Can you believe it? That they think Death Stranding's real. It's a real game that's coming out in a few months' time. And I was like, I'm, I, you'll never convince me of that otherwise. Even even if you came round and said, would you like to play Death Stranding right now? I'd say, don't wind me up, Michael. It's cool to judge. So, but everyone, the, the internet is, is a froth with information that we finally got of gameplay. Ooh, they've treated us to gameplay three months before a game comes out. It's always nice. Oh, bless you, Hideo. So, what we watched... <laughs> Again, this is world exclusive, uh, first run gameplay of this hotly anticipated first party PlayStation game. And what happened was, Norman Reedus 
wandered round like the Highlands of Scotland, but not the particularly pretty ones, just like the kind of scrubland of Scotland, and walked up to a box that was making a lot of noise and went inside and delivered something to that box, which featured a hologram man who said, thank you, and then Norman Reedus fell off a cliff, which interrupted his baby that he's carrying and made it wake up, and then he rocked it to sleep and, and then went about his way. Oh, and he also peed. <laughs> that was the gameplay. That they, was the big reveal. For, this is how we get them. It's Norman Reedus walking around in Scrubland delivering shit, and he has a piss. And I will point out <laughs> that the peeing... Got a big whoop. It did get a big a, whoop. A big old whoop. <laughs> that, that might have been the point at which you were the most angry, was the people cheering the urination. What am I missing? What am I missing? I think it's most people just want to make excuses for Hideo Kojima. That's what I'm saying. Exactly, that's what it is. But with a track record like his, I get it. I don't think it's warranted, but I get it. But I'm worried that this game is literally fetch quest the game. It is just entirely fetch quest well not even that it's just fetch I think the game's just fetch Darren I think they just made a game based around the canine pastime of fetch Hideo Kojima I need to call him Hideo Itami he was a wrestler Hideo Kojima is Adam Sandler right in Grown Ups specifically in Grown Ups yes Grown Ups was an excuse for uh, Adam Sandler to take all of his friends on holiday and they just happen to film a bit of it to make a, game, uh, make a film about it. Mm. Death Stranding is an excuse for Hideo Kojima to hang out with all the people he likes and if they just cobble together some type of game, he'll maybe get away with it and get paid to do so. That's what's happening here. He just got a lot of his friends, including the guy who was doing the presentation for Gamescom. <laughs> yeah, Jeff was... Keighley's hologram, man. Yes, so that's another one of his friends and he's just like, do you want to be in a game with me? Yeah, what's the game going to be about? <laughs> we'll just have Norman Reedus. He's the one I've got, you know, in, I've booked him in for the most amount of time. He'll just walk around stuff and just go and meet all my friends. <laughs> what is this game? Oh, I, I fucking hate it already. I haven't played it. Well, we, it's, it's Val Kilmer's The Postman, the game. That's what the game appears to be. And, it, and it's partly, it's that game looks shite. If that was any other game by any other person, everyone would be slating it. Yeah. Everybody would be slating it. It looks fine. It looks all right visually. It's fine. I think mean, I say it's good. But any other any other person making this game and they're getting slated because it's him. We're gonna suck up to it a little bit. I do miss the weirdness from the early trailers where you have like Mads Mikkelsen appearing from Jelly Hell and doing the the sh- thing. I don't miss and, that. But at least that there was wonder in that. And this is just... It's just Norman Reedus in a field. I can't wait for it to come out because it's either going to be really headstrong, like, stubborn defenders of Hideo Kojima going, oh, no, people don't understand how great this game is, how he talks psychologically about... Or it's just all those people... Or it's going to be like the No Man's Sky thing. Yeah, it's, it's just be, a non-stop shit show. It's just going to be online Harry Carry. It's just going to be Sapuki. I just, God, no, no, we were wrong. It's just, oh, it's the worst game ever. And beating <laughs> themselves up about it. It's going to be great either way. You'll never convince me this game will be good. Because it can't... What, that, 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 that was its gameplay. <laughs> if it was another cinematic, I, I'm just par for the course at this point. But no, that's what they put forward as this will get the game, everyone talking about this game. Here's your first ever look at gameplay. And that's what they went for. 38 takes, and that was the best one. <laughs> There's a Simpsons quote for everything. And my, at, my mood was not improved. 
somewhat. And I must admit, I'm coming in in a bit of a bad mood but today. Before we head headstrong into what we were going to yes, talk about next, okay. I want to very quickly round up the Xbox thing. Oh, okay, go on. Because it was very much just PUBG's going cross-play, um, Blair Witch is actually happening because we knew it was... Oh, and Blair Witch got a release date August 30th, so that's... Oh, that's really close, holy shit. Um, Metro Exodus is... Yeah, Metro Exodus is getting some DLC, and do you like Gears of War? Because all of the Gears of War, basically, that's mm. it. They've uh, yeah, Gears Pop is coming out like very very soon. Nobody gives the a people shit. People have been clamouring for it, Mike. Uh, absolutely, uh, and they've also added two of the uh, playable characters from Halo Reach to the multiplayer for Gears of War Five because we're out of ideas. Apparently, Google also did a Stadia thing, and they announced that they've got. Cyberpunk 2077, Watch Dogs Legion, Darksiders Genesis, and an exclusive Stadia game, Orcs Must Die 3. Okay. I've not played Orcs Must Die 1 or 2. I'm assuming they didn't must die in the first two to warrant a no. third. That's no, very much not. what I, I'm going to assume. Oh, yeah, they've shown Mortal Kombat 11 and Samurai Showdown running on the service with little latency. I fucking doubt it. Little is too much. Yeah. No, zero, or it's just a, it's a failed concept. Yeah. Like, oh, and unrelated to Gamescom, but it happened in the space of these days, mm-hmm. so I guess it's related. Insomniac get, got bought up by Sony for realsies. I thought this has already happened when they made Spider-Man. I thought after they made Sunday Overdrive, I thought that's what had happened. So well, that's the only was... game I could think of that wasn't a Sony exclusive. Yeah, yeah. Was was, was a, a game that was fine? Well, maybe that's what they they thought. Well, we just need to get them before anybody else does. Because like, I'm kind of okay with it in a weird... In a way I shouldn't be happy with. Yeah. I feel like first-party developed games are much less likely to have microtransactions mm. and to be a realm for them to happen in. I mean, like, look at Spider-Man PS4. That's the perfect model. Exactly. Full-price game that then, months down the line, they release a DLC expansion. They release yeah. it in bits if you, want to, want to, if you want to buy it as it comes out or you can just buy the expansion yep. class. And it wasn't even that expensive. Nope. I bought it reduced and it was 10 quid. Yeah. Like, it wasn't that expensive even at launch. Perfect. Exactly. This is what I think. I think first... Or God of War doesn't have one. Yeah, exactly. So first party games are where we're going to get around these problems. And that shouldn't be the way the world works, that we have to wait for corporations to buy other corporations so other corporations don't ruin their lives. Yeah. But I'll take anything at this point. And, <laughs> yeah. and no more so is that shown. And again, I will point out, I'm in a bit of a bad mood today. They announced <laughs> that NXT, my perfect little resting baby, is being taken to... The normal TV channels and right. expanded expanded to two hours, and they're just going to ruin it, Maggot. They're just going to ruin my perfect little boy, oh, no. and I'm I'm not happy about it. I was <laughs> genuinely quite sad when I read about it. It's going to be delayed now to the Thursday on the network, which is real sad. And above all else, I was really sad about this. And then You're Beautiful by James Blunt came on, and I started genuinely reminiscing about old NXT. <laughs> about, oh, that's gone now, and just yeah, just like really slow motion black and white. 10, yeah, 10. exactly, exactly. So what I needed today was happy news. What I did not need is very worrying signs about Marvel's Avengers <laughs> oh, Square God. Enix. Um, so we just watched, they released basically, you can now watch the gameplay demo that me and Maggle may or may not have seen, who can tell. Well, we've seen it now, we've seen it's officially it, yes, available. Yes, and that's the first time we saw it, yeah. we just knew through clairvoyancy what it looked like <laughs> beforehand. Um, you can go and see that now, it's the opening level of the game, um, and 
we watched some recap videos mm. of saying we know more stuff about Marvel now from IGN. And I was like, cool. And he explained a bit more about the story. They didn't seem convinced by the gameplay. They said it's still all the criticisms and worries holding up at the moment of it feeling a bit too linear. Then they started explaining, which is twofold. There was one where they explained side missions, basically, and how you're going to progress. Yeah. And then you're going to have story missions and then war zone missions that they said are very much like Destiny 2 quests in their build. I liked Destiny, and even I think that's gross. that's already sent up a bit of a warning there. Yeah. That they're shoveling that into a game about the, about the Avengers. That's a bit worrying. Right, we, they could have just sold it as, here are the four player missions, yeah. rather than, oh, it's like an RPG. It's like Destiny. It's like, nobody wants that. And then, up from the depths, as it always fucking does, Ugh. here comes the M word. And the guy, I had to turn the video off because he's been really flippant about this, whoever it was on IGN. Going, uh, oh my god, a game in 2019 and it's microtransactions. The internet goes insane. What? But don't normalise this, dickhead. Yeah, don't right? be a twat. I know you've got, I know IGN and the big gaming ones can't be seen to be throwing it under the bus because then they won't get review copies, they won't get valuable treatment and good press, etc, etc, etc. I get that. It's down to people on YouTube who are independent to... <laughs> we don't have that problem. We do not. Uh, Go fuck yourself, Square Enix. <laughs> and basically it boils down to, it's the usual trotted out things they're going to say yeah. of... It's only for cosmetics. It'll be, it'll be in-game currency, and there'll be microtransactions to help you buy these things. And I'm just so like, it, it'd be really nice. Like, like I said, with Spider-Man, they did so many alternative costumes. Nary one that you could want is not in there. Mm-hmm. As we mentioned in the last podcast, I even got my Future Foundation one. You did, and I'm very happy about that. What winds me up though is now that they've got five, potentially six characters plus all the DLC ones. And all of them are going to have a lot of cosmetics. Now, if it doesn't affect gameplay, that's one thing. But it still means a lot of content is locked behind, is locked behind microtransactions. Uh, content that just used to be in the games. Yeah. I remember the Spider-Man games on PlayStation 1 that you would just unlock the costumes as you went through. Yeah. Much like Spider-Man on PlayStation 4. You unlock the costume. You could pay the extra tenner on launch and get three of them unlocked already. Yeah. That was stupid, I only did that so I could get the steel book. Yeah. I didn't I didn't care about unlocking costumes early. I just wanted a physical goodie. Yeah. So if you bought the standard edition of, play, of Spider-Man on PS4 at launch, you went through the game and you unlocked everything. Yeah. Almost like the game you bought is the game you play. Huh. Hmm. And then on top of that, oh, it's Christmas. Here's the Sam Raimi suit. Yeah. Oh, like the Fantastic Four things are happening. Here's the Bombastic Bagman and Future Foundation. Yeah. Here's this, here's the, Spider-Man Far From Home is out. Here's the two suits that feature in... Fucking phenomenal. That is exactly how you do it. Spider-Man on PS4, one of the best-selling video games of all time. Now, what... But this is the thing, so... It's a case of... Now, this early on, if if we don't know the exact, you know, mechanics, will we be able to earn all those comic... All those costumes through gameplay? Highly unlikely. I'd have said not. They, they've been talking about it in terms of... Loot tiers, so yeah. exactly like legendary, the sort of the normal, rare, legendary, exotic yeah. sort of, yeah. And that just that yeah. says to me it's either going to be a fucking gameplay grind, yeah, or there's going to be, yeah, you could grind up and you get the chance to get it, but you could give us seven quid. No, like, what they haven't done is mentioned loot boxes. They haven't. Well, they did. They mentioned them specifically that they don't have them at E3 yet. 
yet. No, or as EA was prefers to call them, surprise mechanics. Which does sound like a unsettling trip down to ATS, it but really does. you know. So they can say it all early on. Oh, there's no such thing as loot boxes. You'll be able to know all this all. But as Magal found out mm. in a game he was heaping praise on, mm. and I'm kind of I'm not happy this has happened. But I mean, they get some entertainment out of it. Fuck you. <laughs> they retroactively added them to Crash Team Racing. Right. Okay. It's a poor man's Mario Kart. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> right. So they launch CTR, a full price game that is. A remake of a nigh on 20 fucking year old game at this point. And then they wait three months or so, something like that, until all the press is gone. No one's reviewing it. No one's yeah. making YouTube videos about it. They've done their first Grand Prix, which is like an in-game event where you can unlock more characters and mm-hmm. more skins. Like, this is brilliant. You're keeping people playing the game consistently, day in, day out, rewarding them with in-game currency that you have to earn in-game. Yeah. So you can unlock stuff in tiers. And if you do the bronze tier, which isn't really hard, it's like if you play for a couple of hours, you've got it. It's really only silver and gold that was really hard to get. You could basically you could get the main character of that Grand Prix, which was the big edition. Yeah. And that was it. You could go about your day. Great. Awesome. Now, people complain that the... Uh, it's one coins you get in this. And the, the, the output was random. It was. You could get loads in a race that you come last in if you did certain things. And you could get fuck all if you come first and you're just doing everything perfect because it's boring. Whatever. Yeah. Right. I don't care because I can earn the coins regardless of what happens in the game. Yeah. Sweet. Um, now you can fucking buy the coins. And all of a sudden it's become, well, you could play the game... That we've that we've kind of maliciously designed to be a second job because we got a, they announced a roadmap which I fucking hate of the first three Grand Prix events. It's like right, yeah. the first one you get in um, the Grid Girls from the first game and Torna from Crash Bandicoot One. Yeah. The second one you get in the T Rex from Crash Bandicoot Three and some original baby characters. Okay, fine. Your third one's Spyro. Mm-hmm. It's like. I give a shit about unlocking Spyro. The other two, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Spyro, I seriously give a shit about unlocking. Just so happens it's in time for the fucking microtransactions, isn't it? Christ alive. It's insidious purely because the reviews have come and gone. Yes. The boxes are out there. Yeah. Now, if you intro- if you sell a game with microtransactions, you have to put it on the box now. Yes, that is do. law. And they are circumventing that in a really fucking insidious way. And then, thank Christ it's not loot boxes. And I never thought I'd actually give a defence to this bullshit. But if it was, if they'd randomly introduced loot boxes, I would be fucking fuming. Because mm. it's just sneaking gambling mechanics yes. into games that it's not warranted in. But I don't know if this is equally bad, not as bad, or even worse. Because it's coming from fucking Activision on a remake of a fucking 20 year old game. Again, the people were already playing. Yeah. They were already buying it and playing it. What more do you fucking want? Well, obviously they want all the they money. Want more money. And this is the problem. We're not going to be the first ones to raise this red flag and we're not going to be the last. Nope. But the problem is acceptance is what's going to ruin it all for mm. us. Because you could say and come in and say, look, it's um, cosmetic things for the most part. There are things like uh, Apex Legends, where it is... We'll get to that. that. 
In fact, do you want to get that now? Because mine was more of a conclusionary statement, I wanted to say. So, okay, yeah. right, sure. So, Apex Legends introduced this mode recently. Uh, it's essentially the Fortnite mode. It's solos. Because ordinarily you play in teams of three. Um, they've introduced solos mode in an event called the Iron Crown. Within the Iron Crown, there are something... It's something like 24 legendary tier, so top tier skins that you can unlock. Yeah. And if you get all of them... You can then further... You get the chance to unlock a mythical item, of which there's only one in the game Mm. currently, uh, and it's this axe. Now, somebody did the maths and broke it down, because you only get two event loot boxes for free when you log in the first time or play the first match in the event. Now, Apex Legends is a free-to-play game, so I don't begrudge it having loot boxes or microtransactions to a degree. Yep. Because it's free to play, it's free to download, and you can just unlock shit as you go along. Yeah. You can earn the in-game currency and unlock things piecemeal, or, or you can un- earn them as part of the loot boxes. All right, fair enough. I didn't. I, I kind of didn't really like it in Overwatch, where you had to pay for the base game to begin with. Yeah. But at least this was a free download. No. So they've then come out with this thing. So you can get these 24 things, which you have to get through the, the loot boxes. You can't earn them in-game. You can't buy them in the shop. You have to either buy loot boxes or earn loot boxes. Yeah. You have to get all 24, which then unlocks the mythical item in the loot boxes. So you can't even go, like, go right, I've been playing for three weeks fucking solid. My yeah. wife and kids haven't seen me, and I'm slightly emaciated, but I've got all 24. Yeah. Time to buy that. No. You, you, you've unlocked the chance to have it appear in more fucking loot boxes. Somebody clocked this, their attempt to get it, they spent $200 for a fucking in-game axe. It's ridiculous. More to the point, Darren, did you hear that the developers were getting involved in a little spate on Reddit? No. Oh, the Apex Legends subreddit is an absolute fucking dumpster fire. Okay. Um, one of the developers described... Um, I'm going to get this this quote. It's fan-fucking-tastic. It's gotten shit-tons of downvotes on Reddit. I am kind of taking this line slightly out of context, but people are complaining that... It's, it's basically become the pay-to-get-what-you-want game rather yeah, yeah. than the play-to-get-what-you-want game. Yeah. He said, The amount of people who spend crazy low, most of you are fleet freeloaders, in brackets, and we love that, and a change in price doesn't move the needle. He is calling his free-to-play game free players freeloaders. Yeah. Um, this was not the only time that this specific developer... Uh, was going a little bit ham on people in the subreddit. Mm-hmm. Um, fans in the past couple of days, by developers of the game, have been called asshats, dicks, and freeloaders. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a real fucking shit show. But people, understandably, are really pissed off yeah. that they can't earn these rewards. They have to just keep plugging money into the game until they get what they want. Mm-hmm. Almost like a fucking gambling addiction. Um and, yeah, the developers are being really shitty about it and are being like, well, you know, stop being cheapskates. Uh, it's like, this is, the, this is the thing that I find insidious about these games, and it's Fortnite is exactly the same. It, they're trying to foster this environment of the haves and have-nots. Yeah. It's that whole thing of, you know, apparently... I'm, I'm, I don't hang around in playgrounds anymore since the injunction, but apparently the, <laughs> apparently the thing 
to Bushies call... Bushies are your friend, Michael. Yeah, Bushies, Bushies. are your friend. <laughs> I, was, I was kneeling down in a thicket and I was... Ah, oh, you know, see, you get hedges, no, no. bush. <laughs> this took a tangent. Um, the, the thing to call kids in the playground now is default. Apparently that's like the thing to call them because apparently if you play with a default skin, you're poor. Oh, and it's wow. just that's the kind of environment that these games are fostering now. It's it's not so much you know what console have you got. It's we're past the console wars now. It's now straight up how much money can you plug into a game, and we'll oh. and we'll shame you if you don't. Right, and this is what I was going to say. Us two ranting and raving about this will make next to no difference. <laughs> In the grand scheme. Imagine of a reverse drop into a bucket. Imagine sucking a yeah. one drop out with a pipette. But even if one of you listening there takes this message to heart, and here's what we're saying, I hadn't really thought of it in the kind of, you know, the extrapolated version of it, and just mm. thought of, oh, that's annoying that I've got to have to pay if I want to, you know, get that gun, get whatever. Then that's worth it. Because the only way this is going... Complacent, complacency is their enemy here. Mm. If we just let them happen... It will get worse. Hmm. This is not a stable, you know, thing that's happening. It's an increasing thing that's happening. More, you think five years ago? Okay, no, no, that's a push. When FIFA Ultimate Team first came out, that was really the first one to really push the boat out into this. Still thing. going as well. Still, still going. going strong. Still making billions of dollars for EA. People kind of were okay with that because they was like, oh, that's just a game for casual fans anyway. They want to spend their money over there. No. Then it happened to Call of Duty, mm. and the and the shooters got involved because obviously there, there's it's very easy to monetize these games further. You just restrict more content, and again, it happened to those casual games. It makes more sense to do to them. They have bigger player bases than you kind of than your God of Wars, which is held in very high esteem by gamers. But I mean, you go out to Joe Blogs on the street, most likely they're not going to own God of War. They're they're going to own FIFA. They're going to own Call of Duty. So it makes sense. Now it's happening to more and more games like that. Marvel is the biggest media franchise in the world, but the people buying FIFA and Call of Duty won't be buying Square Enix's Marvel Avengers. No. But it's in there. And Crash Team Racing being another example. And it's just going to keep happening. You have to rail against the system, mm. otherwise... Because this is the thing. If, so when it first started happening in these kind of... Not exactly mainstream games. Say they were cutting off 2% of the content that they had made, that was already made, it wasn't DLC they made, say, okay, if we hit this amount of profit, we can maybe do an expansion pack. These were pre-planned stuff already, but it was only 2% of the content was behind paywalls. People got complacent to that, then it's 3%, and so on and so on. You get to the point now, you get these games where good chunks of them, upwards of maybe not 25%, but 15 to 20% stuff is locked behind paywalls that you can't get at. Mm-hmm. Or if you do, you're going to have to pay that game and only that game every night of the week, consistently for weeks, to get something that you could just then go, oh, if I spent fiver, what a fiver. And this is the insidious thing of the games-as-service model that I really hate. A game just can't be a game anymore. It has to be the thing that you log into every day. That yeah. You're thinking about how you're going to get X, Y, Z. That you're thinking about how much money you're going to plug into it. I'm not ashamed to say this. I plugged money into Pokemon Go. I enjoyed the time that I played Pokemon Go. Did I need to plug money into it? No. Have I got any further ahead than anybody else? No, I haven't. No. But I enjoyed it whilst it was there. But at the same time, 
I recognise that I'm not going to do that again. No. I don't need to plug another 20 quid into Pokemon Go just to hatch eggs. I yeah. don't need to. There was the, should I call it, the, the honeymoon period of its initial release. And I was yeah. like, okay, I'm going to enjoy playing this. And it was the game I was playing a hell of a lot of time. But even Pokemon Go doesn't have any, I suppose you could call eggs loot boxes, really. They are yeah. they are random. Um Oh God! I've completely undone my own point. There, there you go. It's just it's not in a box. Yeah, it's not unique. in a box. But th- this is the thing that we we need change. We need like for example, one of the things that but you can't get loot boxes on a Nintendo system. No. You can only buy premium currencies because Nintendo requires that you dis that you show the odds. Yeah. Of every single box, which is why Ultimate Team's not on the Switch. Nope. Uh, none of that bullshit from the last Call of Duty. I don't even think Call of Duty's on there, but no stuff you're like right. that. Yeah, yeah. That is a start. I really do think that you do need to get behind what um, what the governments are doing in Belgium mm. and start calling it what it is. You're putting gambling in the kids' football game. Yeah. You're putting gambling in the teens' shooty bang game. And unfortunately, you're putting gambling in crashing fucking racing. That's the only thing that's going to stop it. They're not going to stop because we're bleating about it enough. Because they will just keep. We managed to change it for one game. Mm. Well, we didn't even change it for Star Wars Battlefront 2. We, we delayed it. Yeah, we yelled it into being delayed. Yeah. It still came out. If you go and get that game now, it's still riddled with all the stuff that we were railing against. We just managed to put it off for a little bit. Mm. It's only going to stop, or at least be governable, once they get stricter laws in. Mm. But they've got a lot of lobbying power and a lot of... Um, they have a lot of sway in terms of just the amount of money they have. Yeah. Governments hopefully are brave enough to go, no, you can't do that for the benefit of kids, which we should remember is still the primary market for most video games. Mm-hmm. I know that's changing as people who first got the PlayStation are growing up into this market, like me and you. Yeah. But it's still largely towards 10 to 15 to The biggest game in the world right now is Fortnite, and that is not exactly on the same... Playing in the same ballpark as Red Dead Redemption, for exactly. example. Exactly. So it's only going to be sorted, or at least this kind of gross acceleration of its practices are going to be curtailed once governments get involved. And it's a shame that we have to go to almost a censorious level Mm. in order to get something that feels fair. But then it will normalise out. It's fine. It's very much, and hear me out on this, Go on. it's the Michael Jackson trajectory. Right, okay. Bear with me, bear with me. It's nothing to do with kids. Here <laughs> Despite we go. previous talks so, in this podcast, And apparently. you can see this across a lot of people. It's a very recognisable model in the music industry. You take someone who was a kid star, right, in Michael Jackson. He then broke away from the Jackson 5 and his first few albums, but he wasn't being taken that seriously. Still seeing a bit of a novelty. So he then went to the extreme end of things when he did Thriller, and it was like, I'm a badass now, look how weird I am, oh, I'm doing like all this weird stuff. People then forgot about the perception of being a kid artist and started thinking of Michael Jackson as a serious actor, and then he came back down from there, and it normalised out. Mm. Britney Spears did the exact same thing with uh, Oops, I Did It Again. Mm. She was a Disney star, did that. Christina Aguilera did the exact same thing with Dirty. Miley Cyrus did the exact same thing with her breakdown and wrecking ball business. Yeah. It will happen to everybody eventually. <laughs> All these kid Disney stars will have to do this at some point. Zendaya is currently going through this outside of the music business by doing that Euphoria show that is like skins without the self-deprecating humour. Oh, that sounds dreadful. It's awful. It's really weird. Yeah. 
this is what's going to have to happen with loot boxes. They're going to hit to a point where something has to be done that will bring them down, and then we can have not a healthy relationship. We're never going to be fans of them. No. But at least it can be controlled. You'll know what you're getting into with the loot boxes. You'll know the odds. You'll know X, Y, and Z information before you make that purchase. You'll be able to unlock everything a lot easier in-game. It won't be a grind anymore. That's the only way it's going to fix it. I don't think it's going to go away. I worry we've come too far down the rabbit hole for them to backtrack because then games, gaming companies like me say, well, no, we can't make money. Yes, you can. You'll still continue if making If you money. can't make and sell a video game yeah. as a video game company, you don't deserve to be a video game company. If your game requires a constant live service model to stay afloat, just dial it back. Yeah. Don't make that grander game that requires someone to devote their entire life to it because then you're just going to eat yourself. Or if that's the model, if it's Warframe, yeah. make it free. You yeah. can play everything in Warframe for absolutely nothing. But it's a fantastic game. Mm. A game that is constantly shifting and evolving because it is a service. It is something that you log into every day. Yeah. You play daily missions, you get rewards, yada, yada, yada. Warframe's the, almost the perfect model for this. Mm. And every time you buy premium currency in Warframe, you get shit for it. Mm-hmm. And they actually have an in-game economy um, based around their... I think it's called Platinum. Yeah, it's called Platinum. Um, where people can buy and sell the shit that they've already got to other players for Platinum. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Yep. If you're going to be plugging fake money into it, at least use it to either buy the thing you want in the shop or buy the thing that you want off other people. Yep. That sounds fantastic. So if you take nothing else away from this episode of A Bit of Sweet, it's just to be more mindful of these things. And whenever you see it... Make constructive criticism. If you see somebody who's got these bad habits of just ploughing through it for FIFA Ultimate Team, just kind of talk to them about it. You know what I mean? Just have a conversation about it. And just, if you're always aware of it, (laughs) I'm going to pass on a piece of advice that my dad gave me that I feel is quite useful in this situation. He said, all you need to do to be safe on the roads is imagine that every other driver is an idiot. Yep. And you will be fine. Because then you start you know, second-guessing everything that's happening towards you and just makes you more aware of the world around you. true. Presume every video game is out to um, just rinse your wallet dry, you'll become more aware of the practices and better able to deal with them. I'm not saying that, you know, I have made one microtransaction in my entire life. It was on Pokemon Go. I needed more storage because they were about to release all the Johto Pokemon. And I took a week over that. And was like, okay, if I don't eat a flapjack for the next two days in the morning, like I'm accustomed to my little breakfast treat, <laughs> I will then have enough money to spend that and it won't, it'll be fine. Yeah. Now, don't forgo food for the sake of video games <laughs> as I did. It was two flapjacks. I'd already had my breakfast. I didn't need them. It was just a little treat. <laughs> you can stabilize it in that way. Set yourself budgets. All that good business. If you really want to get involved with the stuff you want, just be mindful of it. If not... Do what we do. We're still having good video games lives without having to get into this muck and mire. This is true. Just, it, it's not necessary. I've been playing a puzzle game where you control a rabbit and you change the laws of how the games work. It's fucking great. There's no microtransactions. Just just study your games. If you see the microtransactions, you don't need to buy it week one. I guarantee you there are hundreds of good games that you've never played before on your PS3 and PS4 and PS2 yep. that you could get for 50p from CEX that will do just as well as any other shite they're going to pump into your face that's got microtransactions in it. They re-released Metal Wolf Chaos. Go play that. It, it's go. ridiculous. You're the President of the United States. You've got a mech suit. What more do you want? Plug away, Michael. You can go and find Michael? me on 
Michael. Michael. Put away Michael. Thank you. Uh, you can go and find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at that Michael, and you can go and follow Darren on Twitter and Instagram at, at the Gutridge, or you can go and follow the site on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Spotify, and that's about it. Yep. <laughs> oh, and SoundCloud under the username FowlyNT. That's F-O-U-L-E-N-T. Like I said, we are on Spotify. We are on SoundCloud. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your RSS feeds for more stuff like this. And you can go to fansdamon.com to read more articles, listen to more things, watch more things, just just ingest media forever. You uh, are going to be staying tuned to us, obviously. You don't tune the internet, Michael. I've shot myself in the foot. Yep. <laughs> Make sure you keep keeping with us because we have got some minds in the fire. We're just waiting for some things to happen. We're waiting for D23, which yep. I will definitely spawn a podcast of it. Gamecom kind of let us down. We've still got the Tokyo Game Show to go as well, so we'll have something coming off the back of that. Hopefully more Sword and Shield stuff will be coming out at that Christ, as well, so we can so. talk about that. We've also got two hella pitches. Mm-hmm. Michael's been working on his pitch for this Phase 4 MCU, or Phase 5, for about three months at this point, so if it's not his magnum opus, I don't know what fucking will be. <laughs> so hold on for that. That'll be coming in the next few weeks. Radio, thank you very much for listening to another episode of A Bittersweet, and we will see you in the next podcast. Might be next week, we don't know. We are we are having a few difficulties. The laptop this broke for like the first uh, half an hour trying to record oh this. Oh, so. God. Fingers crossed for us all. Bye, everybody. Bye.